Welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy, and for the next 45 minutes, I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value, and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very good, thank you. I'm getting a touch of end-of-season cramp, but hopefully some periodic stretching will keep me going for the next three-quarters of an hour. How's the cricket going? I'm glad you asked. It's going all right. I got a, got a decent little half-century at the weekend. Ah. It's the first time for many years I've uh, reached double figures, so to get up to the dizzy heights of 52 is very satisfying indeed. Lovely stuff. A nod to the pavilion, if you will. But last and certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, as far as weeks go for Tottenham, they simply won't get any better than the one we've just had. Yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievable, really. I mean, of course, that start with the Arsenal result in the North London derby, winning 3-0. I mean, that was an amazing atmosphere to kind of be at that game. And then, of course, to go and see Spurs win again on the weekend against Burnley. I think that that was a, a tricky game, um, of course, just about getting over the line in that one with the 1-0 win. And then and then a fantastic Monday evening seeing Arsenal lose as well. But look, I think the job's certainly not done there. You, you, you look at Spurs going to Norwich, I think everyone's kind of looking at that one and thinking... Oh, easy three points for Spurs. But I think if there's any team or any club that can mess this up, it'll probably be Spurs. But uh, but I think seriously, though, with this one, I would say, look, it's Antonio Conte's Spurs. I, I think you've got to be confident with this one. So, um, yeah, as you said, a brilliant week for Spurs. Confident, yes. Nagging doubt in the back of your mind, maybe. I mean, for me personally, I live in Newcastle and I'm a Tottenham fan. So Monday night couldn't have got much better. It was quite weird, sort of, I guess, supporting Newcastle in my adopted city and seeing Spurs get a massive favour. But let's move on because we can't talk about Spurs for the whole show. There's so much to do in this episode. So that's all the intros out of the way. Let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Now, we run the risk of this segment being slightly out of date, but it'd be unfair not to focus on Rangers and their Europa League exploits this evening. So James, it is the first European final for the blue half of Glasgow in 14 years. The big question is, can they win a first continental trophy in 50? Well, I certainly regard Eintracht as favourites, but it's definitely not a foregone conclusion. And bearing in mind the results Rangers have picked up in this competition, particularly away from home, then you've got to give them a good chance here. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we've got a draw in 90 minutes there, I think. Could be a cagey one. Both sides do lack experience in these kinds of games, at least on a continental scale anyway. So the upshot of that could be a nervy encounter. And only one side drew more than Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. So don't be surprised to see this one go the distance, I think. Now, Jamie, I know a few weeks ago you predicted an all-German final. You managed to get one half of that equation correct. It's Eintracht Frankfurt as the opposition, as we know. Do you think this is going to be a third Bundesliga conquest for Rangers this season or are they going to fall short at the very last? Yeah, look, I think when looking at um, those semi-finals, I kind of looked at the Frankfurt game and, and saw how tactically astute they looked against Barcelona and that's why I really fancied them against West Ham. I just think they kind of had the tactical nails to get through that one. I think with the Leipzig one, it was maybe a difficult one. I think just because of the way 
uh, the two legs were set out with that second leg being at Ibrox. I think that that stood them in, in such good stead, Rangers, to get through in that one. I think that just the order of that really helped them there. And I think if you look at Rangers' just home form in general in the competition, it's really stood them in fantastic stead. I think it's, um, you know, when they've had to go away, it's, which is where they've kind of struggled. We, of course, saw them lose at Leipzig, Braga, Red Star, Sparta Prague, and then they drew with... Leon and, and Bromby as well. So they're a side that's only one that really kind of struggled when they haven't been playing at Ibrox um, this season in the competition. So that'll be very interesting to kind of see how they do fare. They, of course, I think you've got to mention, though, they did get that fantastic win against Borussia Dortmund. So they've certainly shown that they can, you know, win away from Ibrox. But I think that that will play a big part, the, the fact that the game is not at Ibrox. Um, and I think that that's why they've got to the final. I just think that the atmosphere there... You know, the history of that that stadium, I think that that's really stood them in great stead to get to this far in the competition. So for me, I, I look at Frankfurt and I, I really fan, fancy Frankfurt to get the job done here. As I said, I just think tactically on the night, I think they'll probably get it right. They've been brilliant in this competition and they just look kind of nailed on for me to win this one. Um, but yeah, it will certainly be an interesting game. I mean, Rangers have done fantastic well to get here. But uh, for me, I, I think Frankfurt are going to win this one. Now, James, in terms of a cup final, we saw only on Saturday how cagey affairs they can be. Do you envisage a winner in 90 minutes in this one, or is the encounter going to need extra time or maybe even penalties? What's your take before kickoff? Yeah, it's the latter of things. I think both sides will be keen to stay in the game as long as possible. It's not often that either of these get to a European final, so they'll certainly want to get their money's worth, I reckon. And the fact that extra time and penalties are on the table may actually help them to slowly ease into the game a bit. I don't think. There'll be a huge number of goals in this one either. Frankfurt managed just 45 goals all season in the Bundesliga. But I think they'll have the lion's share of the ball tonight. Whether that results in goals, though, I think is another story. Of course, James, you can get 10-1 to 1 on Rangers winning on penalties. That could be worth your consideration if you fancy a long shot. Also, Jamie, you can currently get 3-4 to four on for both teams scoring. Rangers will be boosted by Kamal Roof's return from injury. Is this a good starting point or would you rather double your money and go for no? Um, well, I think I've made it very clear kind of which way I think this one's going to go. I think it will be a Frankfurt win, but I think it'll be kind of a, a, a very close match. I, I can just see this being a, a low-scoring game and maybe one where Frankfurt just about nick it. Um, Frankfurt themselves, in terms of uh, you know stopping goals from going in, they've only kept two clean sheets in the competition this season, so they're not exactly a side who have been brilliant defensively. Having said that, they, of course, did keep that clean sheet in their last game against West Ham, a very strong West Ham side as well. So they've certainly shown that they can kind of maybe you know keep goals out. But uh, it, it, I think for me, this one's going to be a low-scoring one. I can just see uh, Frankfurt maybe just about nicking it. But Rangers as well, I, I keep mentioning about their you know their record at Ibrox. Of course, they've been. I think that that's just been such a key part in them getting here. And when they haven't been at Ibrox, they have maybe struggled. Their last two games away they did fail to score failed to score against Braga failed to score against uh, Leipzig as well so I, I, I can kind of see them not getting it not getting a goal here and uh, Frankfurt just nicking it one or two nil okay as we're starting our insights for this week on Wednesday night we may as well focus on our good friends Everton on Thursday and James the big question will be is this the night in which Frank Lampard finally leads the toffees to safety I'm not sure I'd be in a huge rush to put money on it we know Everton love to make incredibly hard work of winnable games, no more so than on Sunday when they threw away what was a golden opportunity to beat Brentford and secure their Premier League safety. And Palace do come into this with a bit of form. They're unbeaten in four and kept a couple of clean sheets along the way as well. And Patrick Vieira isn't the sort of manager to let standards slip either. But 
again, with what's at stake, this is a real good chance for the Toffees to get over the line. And they do have a very good home record against the Eagles. They're unbeaten at Goodison against them since 2014, which is a run of six games. So don't be surprised to see that continue. But will it be a home win? I'm not so sure. Potentially a draw on the cards here for me. Jamie, you can currently get 10 to 11 on for Everton to win at Goodison Park. Yes, they're at home. Yes, they are favourites. But as tempting as that may be, they look depleted in defence already. And now they've got Jared Brankthwaite to deal with a suspension there. So, as James also says, nerves got the better of them at the weekend. Will nerves get the better of them in midweek? Yeah, well, I think James kind of called it exactly right there, or exactly how I see it as well. I think that this is a great opportunity for Everton to get the win, but... I just think maybe given their recent form and given Palace's recent form, I mean, they've had a slight resurgence over the last couple of games. Again, James mentioned undefeated in the last four. They've, of course, got a draw away at Villa. Um, they did beat uh, Watford and they also beat uh, Southampton away. So they're a side who kind of are coming into a little bit of form at the moment, Palace. Um, and I can quite easily see them getting something at Goodison Park. So um, especially after that 3-2 defeat that Everton suffered, I think they'll be going into that game, you know, low on confidence. So... I'm not sure I'm, I'd be looking to back an Everton win here. I think Palace can definitely get something from this one. Yeah, I guess, obviously, Everton are going to want to get the job done before the final day of the season. They don't want that jeopardy. But every time Everton kind of need to dig themselves out of a hole, they somehow get deeper. And you do worry if that's going to be the concern come midweek. But James, if you had to opt for a first goal scorer in this game, would you be looking at Palace to put the cat amongst the pigeons? Or would you aim for Everton to ease the tension? Where is your £5 going to go here? I'd certainly be going for Everton, I think. They're very much the side that has to be on the front foot here. And if it was to plump for someone, it'd probably be Richarlison, who's been in inspired form over the past six weeks or so. He's got five goals in his last eight games and has been really integral to the upturn in Everton's form. He's one of those players that has a ton of fight in him. And as much as he doesn't want to be in a relegation scrap, he's certainly a player you'd have in the trenches with you when the going gets tough. He has 10 goals for the season, as well as nine yellow cards. You can get a 7-1 to one double for him to score any time and be booked, which doesn't look like the worst bet in the world at all. It certainly does not. Jamie, in terms of the over-under on this one, I mentioned Everton's lack of defenders just a moment ago. This is something that could play into Palace's hands. So if you're going to opt for a pick in this particular market, where would your fiver be going? Yeah, look, I think I'm going to go for um, over 2.5 goals for this one, and that's at evens uh, for this. Um, I just kind of look at maybe both teams and their attacking options. I just think they're a lot better than they are both in defence. So I think I just see plenty of goals being scored in this one. So as I said, over 2.5 goals. I, d I just think kind of, you know, both, I think both teams have a couple of goals in them. So, uh, and of course, we saw on the weekend with that, that uh, you know, thrilling game between Brentford and Everton as well. I, I just think there'll be plenty of goals again in this one at Goodison Park. So, yeah, over 2.5 goals for this one. I think that's a solid shout for Thursday. But let's keep our focus on Thursday because, once again, we're going to go bet building. And this time, Aston Villa play host to Burnley. So, we're once again still looking to find our first winner of the season when it comes to bet building. And, James, once more, I'll start with you. Can I get an anytime goal scorer, please? Yeah, well, Ollie Watkins has picked up some decent end-of-season form, actually. He's bagged goals in three of his last four games, including in that win over Burnley 10 or 11 days ago. You can get him at 6-4 to four to score any time against the Clarets again on Thursday. Lovely stuff. And, Jamie, once more, the over-under. What have you got for me? 
Yeah, I mean, look, despite these two sides being involved in a 3-1 uh, match, of course, 11 days ago, um, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals for this one. I think Burnley, they're the second lowest scorers in the league this season. Um, of course, you know, they really struggled to score against Spurs on the weekend as well. They just kind of really look, you know, as though they were missing any sort of real threat. I mean, Corne was maybe their, their their best attacking option. Veghorst was on the bench. He's not been in great form recently. So, you know, I don't see where they're going to get the goals from. Um, but also you look at Burnley, I mean, they really caused Spurs a lot of problems in terms of breaking them down. Of course, it was a pretty controversial penalty in the end, which saw Spurs get the win. So I think I think Burnley are going to make it very difficult for Aston Villa to kind of break them down. So I see this being a low scoring game and uh, maybe one side nicking it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals. Great shot there. I'll take the corners once more. Looking at the odds, the biting point seems to be 10 or 11. 10 is the... Last of the odds-on values. 11 is the first of the non-odds-on values. So I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 11, which is 5-4. to four. Over 11 corners at 5-4. to four. Okay, then, just to recap now, we've got Ollie Watkins to score any time. We've got under 2.5 total goals, and we've got over 11 corners. You put £5 bet on, 18-1 to one this week. That's £95 in your pocket if it gets over the line. We're hoping that is the case for us, and we get our first bet builder just before the season close. OK, let's have a quick chat about the fixture itself now. And James, Burnley get a second bite of Aston Villa in quick succession. And do you think it'll be better fortunes this time round as the Clarets look to drag themselves out of the bottom three? Uh, I'm not sure at all here, Dan. This is an uncomfortably tricky final couple of games for Burnley. Villa, we know, are a dangerous side on their day and beat Burnley comfortably at Turf Moor last week. And that point for Leeds at the weekend saw the Clarets drop into the bottom three, of course. So... We yet to see how they respond to that psychological blow, but Villa's home form isn't great. It's just three wins at Villa Park since November. With Burnley only needing a point to lead their destiny in their own hands at the weekend, I think that's what they'll be gunning for. So I like the stalemate here at 27 to 10. Potentially bad news for Burnley, but Jamie, Villa are going to be looking to build on the point that they picked up on Sunday. They still have, I guess, desires for a top 10 finish. The best price for that at the moment is 10 to 1. When you consider their final day opposition, that being Man City... I guess a win is going to be required on Thursday to keep those faint hopes alive. Yeah, I think I'll give you a pretty emphatic answer to this one. I'll say I'll <laughs> definitely stay clear of this one. I think, you know, as you mentioned there, I think Villa would have to take maximum points from their last two games to kind of stand any real chance of getting into that top half. I think as well, Brighton and, and Leicester probably are going to secure their place in, in the top half. I think um, uh, both teams need just a point. Of course, Leicester, they've got two games remaining. So just to get a point from one of those two, I think they'll do it. And then Brighton, they host... West Ham on the weekend and I think they can get something from that as well so um, yeah I, th I think uh, Brighton and, and Leicester should just about secure their places in that top half and, and for Villa it's going to be incredibly difficult to get maximum points from those last two games. Okay then let's look at the relegation odds now before Thursday. James it could all change on the other side of that very evening but at the time of recording it is 8-11 to 11 for Leeds to suffer the drop. Their favourites of the three is points on the board seemingly not enough right now. Well, not according to the bookies, it isn't. It looks as if they don't think Leeds will pick up anything against Brentford on Sunday, meaning Burnley just need a point from the final couple of games to survive. That said, though, wouldn't be all that surprised if Leeds did get a result. We know they've got goals in the side, so if they can keep the back door relatively tight, then they have a chance of picking something up. And I'm not overly sure if I trust Burnley to win either of their two games before the season's out, so I still very much give the Yorkshiremen a chance of surviving here. Well, this is it, Jamie, because if Burnley fail to get anything from their trip to Villa Park on Thursday, they will be still in the bottom three. Do you think they can then climb themselves out on the final day? Can they get the better of a Newcastle side, which is done and dusted? 
Yeah, look, for me, I think Aston Villa will um, beat them again um, on, on Thursday. And I think so, obviously, they won't get any points from that one. But I think, crucially, I, I just don't see Leeds getting anything from Brentford away. I think Brentford are kind of going to be in real party mood after a fantastic season. Of course, they're 11th at the moment and still have that opportunity to finish in the top half, which, again, I've said it's pretty unlikely that any side in that top half will drop out. But obviously on the off chance. So, and Brentford are just a side that are just playing really well at the moment. Of course, got that, that fantastic win at Everton as well. So I don't, I, I, I actually don't see Leeds getting anything from, from that match. And, and look, Burnley, they've obviously, I think they've got a great chance here of getting something from that final game against Newcastle because Newcastle, we know, I think we've said plenty of times, you know, they're a completely different side at St. James's Park to being away. They've lost 10 of their 18 matches away from home this season. So they're not a side that have been great on their travels. So, I think Burnley will, will should fancy their chances of getting something from that uh, that final game against Newcastle. So especially at home as well, I just think with everything that's going to be on the line, Newcastle they've got nothing left to play for. So I think Burnley will be well up for that one and, and, and should get something from it. And I just don't see Leeds getting a thing against Brentford. So I actually think that Burnley will just about do it and, and, and stay safe. So if I was to ask you two very quickly, I just want a team. James, who goes down? Leeds. And Jamie, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I'm de- I'll definitely go for uh, definitely go for Leeds to go down as well. Yeah, there you go, Leeds fans. If you're listening, I'm sorry, but you're more than welcome to make us look silly. Who knows? It could be our good friends Everton. It could even be Burnley. It's going to be a fascinating day on Sunday. Let's see how that all pans out. But now let's see what our long shot Acker can do. We haven't got one over the line yet. It's the final week of the season. Let's see if there's any joy around the corner. Congratulations to Jamie for getting his leg correct on Monday as he tipped Newcastle to beat Arsenal. So with that in mind, you can go first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, I've gone. I'm going to go for Crystal Palace uh, to win at home against Manchester United at two to one. I just think uh, Man United. I mean, they again. I mean, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they they manage having such a big gap in between matches. Of course, I think it's been a while since they last played. Um, of course. Um, but for Palace, I think this being their final, you know, obviously final game of the season, final home game of the season. I mean, look, Palace, again, are a side who are fantastic at Selhurst Park. I think Man United are a side who are very low in confidence at the moment and just kind of seems to be a bit of a mess at the moment there at that club. So I'm going to go for Palace to beat Manchester United at 2-1. to one. That is a solid shout. I must admit it took my fancy, but I've got something else in my locker, so don't worry. With that in mind, James, what have you got for me? Yep, I like the look of Leicester this weekend. They've... Won the last two with an aggregate score of 8-1. And next up for them is the Southampton side in no real form whatsoever. So I'm going for the Foxes to continue their rampant recent record in front of goal and beat the Saints in the minus one market on the handicap, which is a bet you can back at 5-2. to two. Lovely stuff. I'm going to go for, I think it has to be, our good friends Everton. Now, I guess there is a small caveat with this that if they do the business against Crystal Palace, they don't need to win against Arsenal. So let's assume they don't do the business and they have to go to the Emirates and get a result to keep themselves up. I love the sound of 5-1. to one. I think it would be quite fitting, the amount of talk we've had about Everton on this show over, what, 19, 18 weeks. I think it's only fair that we back them on the final day of the Premier League season. So, again, it comes with the caveat that they need a win to survive. But if that is the case, I'm going to put my back into Everton and I hope those three get us over the line and we get our first long shot acker done for this season. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's go around the football world now and sniff out some more value across the course of the weekend. And first up, let's go to the wonderful world of the EFL. Back to League One now and the playoff final. Now, James, Sunderland were the favourites of the four contenders to go up. Will they finally get over the line and reach the championship once more at the weekend? 
Um, I mean, if I was to pick a winner, I'd certainly go for Sunderland. I think they've got a bit more quality in possession. And at a place like Wembley, that is usually king. But Wickham are masters at staying in games and picking up results when the odds are against them. And their direct style of play could easily cause a few problems for a Black Cat side that did have the worst defensive record of any side in the top six of League One. A look at their recent meetings domestically show a win for Sunderland and a draw over the course of the third tier season. So take any clues you want from that. But... Like with the Europa League final, I can see this one going beyond 90 minutes. Well, Jamie, Wickham are a team that have had success in this fixture in very recent times. Will it be the perfect opportunity for Adibayo Akinfenwa to end his career on a high, perhaps even with a goal in 90 minutes? Yeah, look, just in terms of this fixture, I think you look at Sunderland's record at Wembley. I mean, it's been pretty poor recently. They did kind of end a, um, you know, a seven-game wait for a win uh, last season when they beat Tranmere in the Football League trophy final. Um, but otherwise, you know, they have been pretty poor there. But I think you've got to make them favourites this one. I think head-to-head this season, I think they drew three all earlier this year at Wickham. And then I think Sunderland did get the better of them as well. So, I mean, in terms of head-to-head, Sunderland probably do edge this one. And I just think in terms of quality, Sunderland should edge this one. Um, I think with Akin Femro as well, I mean, he's 10-3 to to score any time. I do think this is pretty unlikely, though. I mean, he started on the bench in uh, all of uh, Wickham's last 20 matches. So I think it's pretty unlikely we'll see him. Maybe a slight cameo off the bench. But uh, yeah, I, I just think given the fact he's unlikely to start, wouldn't it's not one that I'd be looking to, to go with. OK, then let's go north of the border now. That same day sees Rangers in their second cup final in the space of just a few days. Now, James, Hearts got to the final two years ago. They lost to Celtic on penalties. How do you think they will fare this time around? What takes your fancy before the weekend's action? Uh, I guess a lot of this depends on how much is left in the Rangers' tank after a potentially gruelling Europa League final against Eintracht Frankfurt, of course. But in any domestic game, not against Celtic, you make them heavy favourites. And it's the same again this time around. The Jurors have picked up three comfortable wins in four meetings against Hearts this season. They drew the other as well. All of those victories have come with at least a two-goal margin. So in the interest of following form, I'm going Rangers minus one here at five to four. Jamie, a lot will depend on how Rangers fare on Wednesday. Then again, even sort of win or loss, there is going to be some form of hangover around the corner. Would you still back them to lift the trophy regardless of results on Wednesday? Or do you fancy Hearts to come out on top here? Well, I think if there was to be a hangover, I think it would come if, if they were to actually win the Europa League. I think that that would just be such a massive occasion and I'm sure they'd want to celebrate it, you know, regardless of having a cup final. So I think if there was the possibility of, a, of there being a hangover, I think Rangers would have to win the Europa League. I think if they were to lose, I think they'd be fired up to go again. Or Obviously, there'll be, you know, some slight disappointment that they got that far and, and to lose in a final, but I think they'll just be too fired up. And again, just on this one, I just think that Rangers will be too strong for hearts. I think James mentioned there they you know in the league they've beaten them twice this season already they won 2-0 and 5-0 so you know in, in form wise they're pretty emphatically you know they should win this one again um they're 9 to 20 to win as well so it's probably not one that I'd, I'd look to go with and as, as we mentioned there is always that possibility of there being a slight hangover I think it, it's difficult to know how much Rangers will have left after that Europa League final so it's, it's probably not one that I, I'd look to go with, but I, I, you just feel that Rangers should have enough to, to win this one. Certainly enough quality. OK, let's get our passports out now and go to Italy as the Serie A season concludes. Now, James, you can get 4-9 to nine on Milan getting the better of Sassuolo on Sunday and lifting this season's Scudetto. Is that almost like buying money or do you see a twist in the tail? Yeah, I'm absolutely all over them at that price. I've actually been really impressed with how this young Milan side have dealt with the pressure of the title race. They've shown no fear at all in the face of... A very tricky running. They've won all the last four, including really good victories against 
likes of Lazio and Atalanta. So they have no qualms at all about facing a Sassuolo side with nothing to play for and one that's only picked up a solitary win from the last five outings. So yeah, I'm all aboard the Rossoneri train in this one. Nicely done. Jamie, if there is to be a twist in the tail, it would mean Inter keep hold of their Serie A crown on the final day of the season. Now, you can currently back them at odds of 11-2 to to retain the trophy. Does this interest you at all, or will it be their San Siro cousins who are champions? Mm, yeah, well, I think you'd, you'd certainly have to back into to get their job done against San Pandora at home. I think they'll, they'll pro- pro- almost definitely get the three points there. But I think if you just look at AC Milan, I mean, they're just being so consistent recently. I think they've won the last five. Um, they're undefeated in 14 matches. They've also won 72% of their away games in Serie A this season, which is better than their home record as well, which is quite interesting. So, you know, on the road, they've really had no issues. Uh, Swasilo, they've lost four of the last seven as well. So they're not in the great best of form. So, um, yeah, I, I really think AC Milan will get the job done and, and kind of wrap up the title. And James, a quick trip to France sees Monaco currently in the driving seat for the final automatic Champions League berth. What takes your fancy before their trip to Lons on Saturday evening? Well, trip to Lons certainly wouldn't have been the first preference for this Monaco side. The hosts need a win to have any chance of securing European football themselves. So they'll be bang up for this. But what you can say about Monaco is that not only are they in the driving seat for the Champions League, but they're also in excellent form. They've won all of the last nine games on a run that began with a 3-0 thumping of PSG. So confidence should be sky high and a price of even money for the away winners. Certainly one that won't be sure to take us on Saturday night. I don't think it will be because, Jamie, the team that they could pip is Marseille. Now, Marseille, when you look at the league our table across the season, they seem to have been second for eternity. I looked at the table what yesterday when I was writing the script. I was like, hang on, they're third. How's this happen? So, all they need to do is better Monaco's result, but they play host to fifth place Strasbourg and they're looking to secure their own European invites. So what is the tale of the tape here at the Stade Velodrome? Yeah, well, I mean, if you certainly look at how far they've gone in Europe as well, they've done very well to kind of stay in second place for so long. And they have had such a good season. And I think they'll be gutted to kind of miss out on that second place spot, kind of right, almost at the final hurdle, really. But, I mean, this is going to be a tricky one for them. I mean, Strasbourg have been in good form recently. They've won the last two. They also got a draw against PSG um, in, in that third game as well. So... Um, and, and Marseille, they've kind of really messed it up. I mean, they've lost two of their last three as well. They lost um, at home to Lyon. They also lost at Rennes uh, last weekend as well. So, you know, they're a side who have been fantastic this season, but they kind of look like they've just messed it up at the final hurdle. But as I said, it's going to be a tricky one for them against Strasbourg, as you said, a side who are also pushing for European hopes as well. So I, I'm kind of looking at a draw here at 5-2. Uh, to two. Right, before we move on, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world, I just want that outcome spot on. So James, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Okay, I'm going to back Chelsea to give Watford a customary thumping. The Hornets can't wait for the season to be over and Thomas Tuchel's men could do with blowing out a few cobwebs before the campaign is done and dusted. The Blues have also won all of the last five meetings, so I'm going to go for the 4-0 home win here, which you can pick up at 10-1. to Lovely stuff. And Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go for an emphatic scoreline as well. I'm going to go for Liverpool to win 4-0 against Wolves um, at 10-1. to I think we obviously recently saw Wolves hammered by Manchester City. Um, and I think Liverpool will do the same. I think they'll want you know, to finish their league campaign strong. Um, and of course, at least try and put some pressure on Manchester City to get their job done against Villa. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for a big Liverpool win, a big 4-0 win against Wolves at uh, 10-1. to I like it, lads. You've both gone big. I completely get on board with that. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the best insights and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, there are still some Premier League issues to pick apart, none more so than the title race. 
James, Man City play host to Aston Villa. You can currently get 16-1 to 1 on Stevie G doing his former club a massive favour, that being a Villa win. If you had a spare pound in your pocket, would you be off to the bookies? Nah, I really can't see Villa causing any issues here. Man City know what they have to do and they're in great form at the Etihad too. They've won all the last four at home, scoring a very impressive 17 goals in the process. And just don't think Villa are the kind of side that'll be able to cope with the huge amounts of pressure their goal will be put under from the first kick. And as much as Gerard wants to do a job for his boys in Merseyside, I think he might lose his footing at the vital moment. Where have we seen that before? Well, Jamie, as for Liverpool, you may have just alluded to what you think will happen at Anfield. They have to get the better of Wolves to have any chance of winning the title. Is it a foregone conclusion in terms of the title race, especially as Liverpool have, I guess, more than one eye on the Champions League final at the end of the month? Or will they still give it everything in the race for the title? Yeah, look, I think Liverpool will get their job done pretty comfortably against Wolves. I mean, Wolves are a side who have kind of really tailed off towards the end of the season as well. Of course, the game being at Anfield, I just don't think you'll have any problems there in, in, in a Liverpool win. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to be kind of mental now to really think that Liverpool have any sort of chance. I think it would be kind of the most dramatic finish ever, really, if Liverpool were to, to go and win the title from here. I just think that Manchester City are going to be far too strong for Aston Miller. And of course, everyone's talking up the Steven Gerrard factor, but I just don't think that will play a part. I just don't think Aston Villa players, you know, will kind of have that same motivation as maybe Gerrard and Coutinho will. Um, so I, I just think Man City, they'll be way too strong. And, they, they, you know, they have really picked up since that. It all certainly responded very well to being knocked out of the Champions League. So I, I don't see them making any mistakes against Aston Villa. Now, something that could well be a foregone conclusion is the race for fourth. And James, with Tottenham only needing a point against Norwich, they're currently 1-40 to 40 on to finish in the top four. Surely they cannot fail from here. Yeah, even Spurs shouldn't mess this one up. A trip to Norwich would probably be right at the very top of the list if Assad could pick a final day fixture to avoid defeat from. And although Norwich picked up a decent point of Wolves last time out, they haven't really shown much all season, especially since their relegation was confirmed a few weeks ago. Although... That said, I'm sure they can give Spurs one or two hairy moments early on, but if that was Antonio Conte, I would be gunning for his side to put this one to bed early on, some nerve-settling goals. So in terms of bagging some extra value, I think Spurs half-time, full-time is the way to go here. And you can get that at 4-5, to five, which is a hell of a lot better than the 1-4 to four on offer for a Spurs win outright. That's a solid shout. I mean, if there's any Spurs fans listening that aren't me and Jamie, you can get 18-1 to one at the moment on Arsenal finishing in the top four. If you've got a spare tenner and you want to try and take this thing out the weekend, back that bet. I mean, obviously, if Spurs don't finish fourth, you'll be disappointed. You'll be furious almost. But that's £190 in your pocket. That will soften the blow. And I'm sure you can put up with Europa League football for a season. Do you know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Now, whether you think that might be a dirty bet or not, I don't know. But sometimes you have to strip the emotion out of betting. And that's sometimes where you make your money. So if you want to... As I say, take out an insurance policy. That's probably the best thing you can do before the weekend. If you want to go for broke and see Spurs, hopefully get over the line, then I encourage that as well. But as I say, if you want to play it safe, back 18-1. to 1. Do it. Now, Jamie, as for the game itself, the golden boot race is still very much a going concern. At the time of recording, Hyun Song is one goal behind Mo Salah. Odds are 15-8 to 8 for the South Koreans to win. Does the bet take your fancy before Sunday? Yeah, I mean, look, just on the game as well, I'm, I'm certainly very nervous. And I think over the years, I've definitely been very well trained as a Spurs fan to kind of be nervous for these matches. I mean, we've seen Spurs and Arsenal for the top four go down to the end, you know, the very final game on many occasions. We, of course, had that game where Arsenal got the job done at Newcastle. All the Spurs fans at White Hart Lane 
were being told that the, the, the game had gone in Newcastle's favour and Spurs looked like they might do it. Of course, had the lasagna gate as well, where all the Spurs players got food poisoning on the final day against West Ham. So, you know, there's been plenty of times where Spurs have messed it up at the final hurdle. But look, I think under Antonio Conte, I think Spurs, you've got to be confident with this one. I just think Spurs as well. You look at the quality in that team with Kane and Son, there's plenty of quality. So in terms of the game, look, Spurs have just got to stay super focused. And, you know, if you want any manager in the dugouts, Antonio Conte, getting them fully focused. So, uh, and I think as well, an interesting one. Last time Spurs faced a relegated side on the final day of the season, they thrashed whole City 7-1. Um, and then, of course, that was a game in which Harry Kane, I think he got quite a couple of goals in that one um, and ended up getting the golden boot. I think he was he was behind going into that game as well. So I think we could maybe see the same with, with Hume-Min Son here. And, you know, I think with Salah potentially... Um, out against Wolves, of course, he's got an injury at the moment. I think it's one that I would probably look to back in, in Hume-Min Son getting the golden booth. I think he will definitely fancy his chances against uh, this Norwich side. But but look as well, I think if I'm going to mention uh, games where on the final day Spurs are facing an already relegated side. We, of course, remember that 5-1 defeat against Newcastle a couple of years ago. Um, so you just never know with Spurs. But look, I said with, with Conte, I, j- I just think he'll get them super focused this one and, and they should get the win. They should, but as we say, you never quite know with Tottenham. But let's focus on the other North London team now, James. I guess for Arsenal, it is a case of whether Everton need to get a result, as we kind of mentioned earlier. So, with Everton's away form being as it is, and you strip out their desire to get a result and all of that, would you make the Gunners the favourites simply regardless of whether it is top four? Any issues aside, is this just an Arsenal win? Uh, I guess I would make them favourites, yes, but I'm in no hurry to back them after watching their rather limp display and defeat at Newcastle. I think this is a good Arsenal side that will continue to grow over the next couple of years, but ultimately I don't think they're ready for Champions League football. Spurs, meanwhile, very much are. They have the manager and indeed the players to actually give it a decent fist next season. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Conte moulds his squad over the summer. But yeah, the Gunners really should win here. Everton are awful away from home, despite a slight upturn in results on the road. But Arsenal at 4-7 is one of those banana skins of the weekend and certainly isn't worth backing until we see the state of play after Everton plays Crystal Palace, of course, on Thursday. Well, this is it, Jamie, because the Toffees, as I mentioned, are currently 5-1 to one to win at the Emirates, but it could be a part of the atmosphere for the Toffees on Sunday. If they did need to get a result, would you back them for at least a draw against an already defeated Arsenal side? Yeah, well, look, I mean, everyone knows kind of where my loyalties lie with this one. Of course, you know, being a Spurs fan, I maybe might be slightly biased. But for me, I just look at how deflated Arsenal looked at full time. And I just wonder whether this Arsenal team may be done here. I I just don't know how, you know, that's such a a massive psychological blow to kind of throw it away against Newcastle. They, of course, had that defeat against Spurs as well. So, you know, they're coming off the back of two big defeats. They've thrown away their, their pole position for top four as well. So... I think psychologically they're going to be really hurt from that one. So I kind of like your shout of, of uh, you know, long shot in terms of Everton maybe getting something from this one. And I think either way, I think Everton will be fired up for this one. I think if they have something to play for, they'll of course be going, you know, really going for getting a result. But I, you know, if they they they've really secured um, their safety this season, I think they'll kind of be in party mode as well. So. I can see Arsenal. I can see Everton getting something from this one as well. And, and you look at Frank Lampard being the manager of Everton. I think he'll be fired up to get something over Arsenal, regardless of uh, whether they're safe or not. So I, I do like the look of, of Everton getting something here. Um, and I think even a draw at three to one as well is 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 a is a pretty good value. Let's sound the double chance klaxon. 
there we go, there it is. But let's look also at the battle for sixth place now. Going into the final day, it's Man United who have the advantage. But, James, we know they blow so hot and cold. Can they bounce back after that 4-0 drubbing by Brighton? Or will the Eagles soar at Selhurst Park? Well, United have had a fortnight to think about this one. Not overly sure that they have, though. Their season has been over for a long time and there's no real motivation for them to go and win this one. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ralph Rangnick rotate his side quite heavily at Selhurst Park. Perhaps he'll give some youngsters a chance after their FA Youth Cup final success last week and that could well play into the hands of a Crystal Palace side that are very solid at home. I'm not really one for betting on dead rubbers at the end of the season, but Palace all draw, double chance, there it is again. Might find its way into an acre of mine at odds of 4-6. to six. I won't do the noise again, but yes, there's the klaxon. Jamie, Crystal Palace, they have designs on a top-10 finish. Much will depend on what they can get on Merseyside in midweek. They're 9-4 to four at the time of recording. That, of course, could change. Do you think they will achieve this objective, or will they just miss out? Yeah, well, I think across this pod already, I've, I've made it pretty clear that I think Palace, you know, they should fancy their chances of getting results in, in both matches against Everton and Manchester United. And I think they should fancy their chances of even getting six points from a possible six as well. I mean, look, they're given their, you know, slightly small resurgence at the moment. I think they should be able to win at Everton. And then I think as well, I think they'll be wanting to end on, on a high um, at Selhurst Park. Of course, they've had a, a pretty promising season and, and maybe, you know, they're starting to build something under Patrick Vieira. So, I think Selhurst Park will be well up for that one. Of course, it is kind of almost a, a pretty big fixture to play Manchester United at home. So I think their fans will be well up for that one. And I think that that will definitely play a part in, in their game against United. So they can certainly fancy their chances of getting six points from six. But again, it, you know, it just comes down to Leicester needing a point from their last two games and Brighton needing a point from their final game. So I, I, I think it's very unlikely that anyone else is going to break into that top half. And uh, as I said, I don't see Palace doing it. Of course, we shouldn't forget the other team in the battle for six, that being West Ham. They have to travel to Brighton on Sunday. James, can the Hammers end on a high and even usurp Man United in the process? They certainly can. Brighton's good run of form came to an end when they surrendered the lead against Leeds in injury time last time out. But the Seagulls had their chances to be way out of sight before that equaliser came about. So they still remain a dangerous proposition for West Ham. Although the visitors will be confident that they can get something after a good performance against Man City. Although a peculiar quirk about this fixture is that all of the last six meetings have been score draws. You can get the same again here at decent odds of 7-2. So Jamie, Brighton, they are unbeaten in their last four, having picked up eight points from the last 12 on offer. Regardless of the outcome between them and West Ham, do you reckon goals will be on the agenda this weekend? Yeah, well, James just mentioned there about a score draw, and I, I kind of really like the look of that as well. I mean, look, these are two good sides coming into this game as well. I think two sides that should be pretty pleased with their season. Of course, West Ham did fantastically well in Europe and probably unlucky to, you know, if they do just miss out on Europa League football this season through the league. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Brighton, they look like they're going to finish top half as well. But I mean, there are two sides that have scored plenty of goals recently. I mean, Brighton, they've of course got those four goals against Manchester United. They got three against Wolves and two against Southampton recently. So they're a side that have certainly scored plenty of goals recently. Uh, West Ham as well. They've got six goals in the last two. Um, so again, an, another side, I think, that you know have plenty of goals in them. And I really think we'll, we'll be in for quite an exciting game um, at the Amex on the weekend. I think a, a draw and over 2.5 goals for this one, I'm going to go for at 10 to 1, I think as well. A two-all draw, I, can't, I don't know. I just like the, I really like the sound of that. I think it's going to be a really classic match. Um, and a two-all draw is, is 14-1 to one as well. So I just think a high-scoring draw for this one is, is, is what I'm looking at. 
a nice way to end the season. Let's end the season at Stamford Bridge as well because this is dead rubber territory as Chelsea play host to Watford. James, you mentioned a long shot earlier in the show. Is there anything else that inspires you before Roy Hodgson's last outing as manager of the Hornets? Yeah, the words inspire and Roy Hodgson <laughs> never go great together in a sentence these days and Watford have been stinking up the joint for some time now. They're conceding goals like it's going out of fashion and they'll be desperate to get this last game of the season done and dusted. Chelsea... Probably looking forward to ending the campaign too, in fairness. It's not been a brilliant year for them, so perhaps they can take their frustrations out on the punching bag that is the Hornets' defence. Handicaps, probably the way to go here with Chelsea as short as 1-5 to five to win outright. So alternatively, you can get Chelsea minus 1 at 1-2, to two, minus 2 at 6-4, and even minus 3 at 15-4. to four. Goals is on the remit there then. Jamie, you're off to the King Power as Leicester play host to Southampton. Last week, we mentioned both managers probably need to be observed at the start of next season in terms of their long-term futures. But who do you reckon will end Sunday on a relative high? Yeah, I think you've got to say Leicester for this one. I think you've, you've seen in the last two, they're pretty emphatically defeated uh, Norwich and Watford. Of course, I'm not sure that's exactly the hardest of things to do. But look, I think Leicester overall have been pretty disappointing this season because of having been in that Europe, you know, European competitions. And I think that that's been a big, a big distraction for them. But we've kind of seen... You know, they have responded pretty well since they've come out of Europe as well. And then, of course, you know, Jamie Vardy, he's well and truly back as well. So I think that that should be, uh, you know, a very interesting factor against Southampton. And I'm sure he'll want to get on the score sheet as well. Um, but I'm interested to see how they fare at Stamford Bridge um, on Thursday evening as well. I think that'll be an interesting match um, as well. But yeah, look, for this one, uh, Leicester-Southampton, I'm, I'm definitely going to go for a Leicester win for this one. Actually, I've got a tip up my sleeve before we go. That being on the final day of the Premier League season, it's usually, as we referenced last week, it's end of term. You always get some crazy scorelines. Usually goals are in abundance. So if you back every game of the 10 to be over 1.5 goals, it's just shy of 5-1. to one. So a 5 on your betting slip, a £30 winner in your pocket. So it might come in, it might not, but it just makes the final day even more fun than it usually is. Right, our final bit of business is the odds on threefold, where we all pick a leg each, combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens, and let's see if we can get another winner over the line before the season ends. I'll go first this week. I'm going to go to Spain, and I'm going to go to the Santiago Bernabeu. Real Madrid playing Real Betis, the champions playing a team which has just been on the outskirts of Champions League football this season, but I think Real Madrid, they've taken their foot off the pedal ever so slightly, but I think they still have enough in the tank on Friday night, so at eight to 11, I'm backing Real Madrid. Jamie, you're up next. What have you got for me? Yep, I'm also looking to Spain as well. And I'm going to go for Barcelona to beat Villarreal at home uh, at 19 to 20 as well. So, um, yeah, I, I just think with this one, um, Barcelona, they have been in pretty good form recently under Xavi. Um, they've won 11 of their last 14 matches in La Liga. So, um, yes, I think they should get the job done against Villarreal. And uh, as I said, I'm going to go for a Barcelona win against Villarreal at home uh, at 19 to 20. Lovely stuff. And James, last but not least, what have you got for me? Yep, I'm heading to the final day in Ligue 1 for my leg. I'm going for a Nice away win at Rem. And the visitors need a victory to have a chance of securing a Europa League place while their hosts are in mid-table and have nothing to play for. So, lots of 17-20 to 20 for the away win. Looks like decent value. And I also send my sincere apologies to the French brand of the Odds On podcast fan club for that completely hideous pronunciation of the home side there. I think it's Rem, possibly, but not too sure. Very nice indeed. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. 
yeah, I just can't believe I laughed at that very nice of you. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage me. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, all good. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>